Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. It's been a while since I've been on this platform. The last time, in fact, I talked, I talked with uh, Ariel Epstein out of FanDuel, and we talked about the NBA second round preview, which the second round is just about over with now. But, of course, that's for another day. On this show, you're t- t- we're going to talk some Detroit Lions. Yes. In the words of Sheldon Plankton, from Spongebob, I don't know. I didn't think we'd get this far as far as the NFL goes. I did not think we would see a game this season. But here we are, week one. The Chiefs already having beat Houston. And week one about to commence. And, well, really already having commenced. But besides the point, week one commencing. So... On this Lions preview, we're going to have a 53-man roster preview as well as a 16-game preview. And, of course, questions for the mailbag if you're listening on the Locker Room app are always welcome. We have a few listeners as well over the Locker Room app, and that's kind of where I've been for those listening on Apple on the new Locker Room app. Max Styles invited me, and so far I've done a very good job there, and hopefully some pro will listen to it and hopefully maybe pick me up as a as a favor for their show. So, uh, we have two questions for the mailbag. First one coming from LinkedIn from Edward Cruz. Where will the Lions place in the division and who will be the big differentiator on the team? So as far as division placement, I am going to answer that question later as I do a 16-game schedule preview. But as far as big differentiator on the team, I will answer that right now. And I will say that it's probably going to be Adrian Peterson. Signing him just a few days ago is going to make a difference in the running game. Who knows if he'll be the starter or if he's just the third down guy. Who knows what will happen as far as how Patricia uses him. Because we have not had a preseason at all. No preseason puts a damper on what to expect. What are we going to do? Who, who's, going, who's going to start? Well, we'll see as far as the 53-man roster goes. But that'll answer for the big differentiator on the team. Our second question in the mailbag comes from Jason Pelletier, also from LinkedIn. How will AP fit into the running back heavy roster? I've kind of answered that with um, Edward's question. But how will he fit into this roster it's, it kind of remains to be seen. Oh, some people think he's going to be the third down back. Some people think that he'll be the starting back. As of right now, I think he is going to take, to take the ball on first down against Chicago on Sunday. That's how I see it right now, but it could I could be wrong. I mean, looking at our running back core in this 53-man roster, DeAndre Swift, Kerryon Johnson, Ty Johnson, Bo Scarborough, and... Adrian Peterson. Fairly solid five-man running back rotation, and it remains to be seen how they'll be used, but I would think that Adrian Peterson is going to be your starter. It would The only one that could perhaps take his spot is Carrion Johnson, and because he has been getting injured, I do not trust Carrion. But who knows? Carrion, my wayward son, there'll be peace where you come from, where you are from. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. No! 
Had to quote Kansas today. So, those are your two questions in the mailbag. Moving to our 53-man preview as well as 16-game preview. We have an interesting 53-man roster. Of course, two quarterbacks. The obvious, Matt Stafford. Chase Daniel being your backup. David Blau was signed to the practice squad. I liked what David Blau did over th after Thanksgiving. Even though the Lions lost every game, I liked what David Blau had to offer, so I'm glad they're keeping him on the practice squad. As far as running backs, so we, we talked about the five-man rotation quick. We got Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift, Kerryon Johnson, Ty Johnson, and Bo Scarborough. I've actually scratched that because Scarborough was moved, so that makes it four. Swift, Kerryon, Ty Johnson, as well as Adrian Peterson. Tight ends, we have three. TJ Hawkinson, Jesse James, and Hunter Bryant. Wide receivers, we have six. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones Jr., Danny Amendola, Quintez Cephas, the late draft pick, Marvin Hall, Jamal Agnew. Offensive tackles, moving to the offensive line. We have Taylor Decker. Hopefully I pronounced this name correctly. The Eagles backup center. Halapuivati Vaitai. If I pronounced that wrong, forgive me. Uh, Tyrell Crosby, the fifth-round draft pick out of Oregon a couple of years back. And Matt Nelson, the offensive tackle. Moving to the defensive side of the ball. Defensive line, Trey Flowers, Romeo Aquara, Deshaun Hand out of Alabama, Nick Williams, Danny Shelton coming from the Browns and the Patriots. And John Penasini, the sixth-round draft pick. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Linebackers. We have Jamie Collins coming from Cleveland. Jared Davis, Christian Jones, Jelani Tavai, Julian Aquara, which he and Romeo are brothers. Uh, Reggie Raglan coming from Alabama. Jalen Reeves, Mabin, and Elijah Lee. Your corners are the first pick, Jeff Okuda. Desmond Trufant coming from Atlanta, Justin Coleman, Amani Oruwarie, Tony McRae, Daryl Roberts, and Mike Ford are your corners. Your safeties are Tracy Walker, Deron Harmon, Will Harris, C.J. Moore, and about another Bob Quinn draft pick, Miles Killebrew. And your specialists, your special teams guys are punter, new punter, Jack Fox replacing Sam Martin, kicker Matt Prater, and... Your long snapper, who is also known as the GOAT, Don Moback. So that's your 53-man roster, and so far it looks decent. Of course, we have not seen this squad play at all in person. Only the coaches know about this. This is what's different about this season versus years past. As years past, we have watched four preseason games, and if you're a Lions fan, you kind of have to think the opposite of what you've seen in the preseason because in 2008, we went 4-0 in the preseason. And I think everybody knows what our final record was. 0-16. The Browns in 2017 went 4-0 in the preseason. Guess what they finished? 0-16. So perhaps it could be a blessing that the preseason is not happening. Hasn't happened, won't happen. But it remains to be seen what will actually happen this season because we don't know what's what's happening. We haven't seen anything unless you're 
behind the ropes. And only select people are behind the ropes because COVID. Sadly, I'm not one of them. But I'm working towards it. A lot of people know, even in the Lions organization. Just ask Tim Twentyman. Just ask Tori Petri. Just ask Anthony Bolino. They know I'm working hard. Hopefully they're listening. At least on the Apple side. Uh, so, 53-man roster previewed. So far, not too bad. Chase Daniel, a solid backup. He backed up Drew Brees. He backed up Mitchell Trubisky. And, of course, he won a game against Detroit. Thanksgiving of 2018. Yep, Chase Daniel was a starting quarterback in Chicago there. Won that game. So, I would say fairly solid. I'd give it a solid B. We'll see how the actual roster plays come Sunday. That being said, 16-game preview. I will preview the other 15 games before Chicago because this is all, I'm kind of combining this as a Lions-Bears preview as well. Usually on the Apple show, I would have a guest for the for every game preview, but because this season has been so crazy that we're even getting off the ground, I wasn't able to find a guest for Lions-Bears, but we have another matchup in week 13. We have a return game, so I'll have to look out for that as far as guests go. But we're going to preview the other 15 games before we get to Chicago and go from there. So week two at Green Bay, visiting Lambeau when it's not the frozen tundra. Could help Detroit, but the last time they visited Lambeau when it was not the frozen tundra was last year. And I think we remember what happened last year. Two BS calls against Detroit that costed them the game. That seems to have been what happened in Detroit the past umpteen years. Is some call or some non-call that doesn't go Detroit's way ends up costing them the game. We saw it at Lambeau the last season with a cut with a pair of hands to the face. One that perhaps could have been called. One that should not have been called. But it was called. Mason Crosby hit the game-winning field goal. Detroit goes home a loser again. As far as this game goes at Green Bay, the Lions have not fared well at Lambeau. Yes, a couple years ago they did win. A couple years before that they won as well at Lambeau, but... I don't like my chances here at Lambeau. Give me the Green Bay Packers in that one, 27-17. Rodgers Rogers wants to get back to that Super Bowl, but we'll see if it actually happens. Week 3 at Arizona. Last time Detroit visited Arizona and ended in a tie? Yes, we, st we started 0-0-1 last season. And, of course, the... The ongoing joke between us Lions fans was not 0-16, but 0-0-16. Yeah, 16 ties instead of 16 wins. If that happens again, Lord knows what I might do. But at Arizona, Kyler Murray had, now has DeAndre Hopkins in his repertoire. But don't let that fool you. He still doesn't have much of an offensive line. Got to get that offensive line figured out. Because Kyler can run, but if he has to run for his life all the time, that's a problem. Give me the Lions here in that one. 31-20. I think 
Matthew Stafford throws for over 400 that game. Arizona's defense still is not quite what it should be. Um, give me the Lions in that one. The Saints coming up in week four. The Saints are hungry. Two straight years, three straight years now, it seems like. Going to the playoffs, favored in the game, lost. Of course, you remember Nickel Roby Coleman's pass interference that wasn't called. It, it made the league change the rules for a year. And we saw that that rule really didn't work because nothing was changed. And then the next year, Saints-Vikings. Saints lose again. Drew Brees is running out of time. I predict the Saints will win that one. Not quite the 42-7 debauchery we saw in 2008, but 31-24. I think it's going to be a closer game than people think, but I do predict the Saints' victory there. Lions bye in Week 5. Uh, we've seen the joke before. The bye week is favored by 7 over the Raiders or whatever, or insert team here. So not quite for the Lions. Bye week there. At Jacksonville. Everbank Field. This is a game that I would definitely want to go to if COVID weren't a thing. Because Jacksonville's stadium looks beautiful. I would like to chill in the pool at Everbank Field. Or it's now TIAA Bank Stadium or something like that. It's still Everbank Field to me. It always will be. Uh, the Lions usually lose one game they shouldn't. And they win one game they shouldn't. In this case, the game that they lose is Jacksonville. Somehow Gardner Minshew has the game, not the game, not quite the game of his life, but Gardner Minshew has a game, and the Jags win 24-10, something like that. Jags defense, yes, they're without Ngakwe and uh, Jalen Ramsey, but uh, something about this game it isn't, isn't telling me well. Something about this game tells me no. Atlanta at Atlanta Mercedes-Benz, the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Like I said, Detroit usually wins a game they shouldn't and loses a game they shouldn't. This is the game they win that they shouldn't at Atlanta. Yes, I'm being a bit pessimistic about the Lions, but I'm trying to be as real as I can, and hopefully I'm wrong. Because, because we've seen it on Pride of Detroit, P.O.D., that... The last three years, three different teams have won the division, so quite literally, it's our turn. But we shall see. Lions 27, Atlanta 24. Home to the Colts. The Colts have a great offensive line. Now they have Phillip Rivers. The, the depending factor on this game is, will Phillip Rivers play like he did in Los Angeles? Will he be better or will he be worse? Right now, I'm saying it's a loss because the Colts have a great offensive line. Colts 31, Detroit 20. At Minnesota, don't like their chances there either. Jeez, I've already picked them to lose five times, and we've only previewed seven games. But things will turn around here because I've, I've previewed more road games. Let's see. The one, two, three, four, five. Uh, the five out of seven games I predicted have been road. So... A lot of home games I'm predicting soon. At Minnesota, I chalked that up as a loss as well, 27-13. I think the Minnesota defense, the purple, the purple rain, rest in peace, Prince. I think they're 
they're on to something there. Washington, though. Dwayne Haskins. Again, I call him the Washington team with no name. As we had said on the Apple show before, they were the Redskins, and I was going to call them that name until the name was changed. The name has changed, therefore I will honor that. The Washington football team, even though I'll call them the Washington team with no name, because America, the band America, should have sponsored that. Washington football team got to beat the Lions, says Max Stiles. I have to disagree. I think the Lions win that game. Perhaps Dwayne Haskins gets things figured out at, by this point in the season, but I think he's going. you're going to see some grow, growing pains in this. <laughs> of course, Max Stiles gives you a thumbs down there. Um, you're going to see some growing pains on this team, and I think you're going to see it here. Lions 31, Washington 17. At Carolina... They're going to have some problems. Carolina has some problems because now Cam Newton's gone. New coach, Matt Rule. For some reason, the Lions have problems in Carolina, but because it's a first-year team, I'm actually going to say the Lions win here as well. At Carolina, give me 31-20. I think the Panthers struggle, but Christian McCaffrey has a great day. Houston, Thanksgiving. The last time Houston visited Detroit was Thanksgiving Day of 2012. And I think we remember what happened there. Arian Foster ran 80 yards for a touchdown. And his knee was down. Yes, his knee was down on the line of scrimmage. But yet, the refs did not call him down. Ran 80 yards for a touchdown. Jim Schwartz threw the challenge flag. And because it was already a score, it could not be reviewed. It, one of the zaniest rules I have ever seen. And now the, now the protocol is all scoring plays are automatically reviewed. So Schwartz doesn't even have to throw the challenge flag at this point. But still, one of the zaniest rules ever. Crazy. But I think the Lions fare better against Houston on Thanksgiving this time around. We got to watch Houston last night. Um, they're obviously going to have a tandem running back core of David and excuse me, David and Duke Johnson. Give me the Lions to win there as well. 27 to 20. I think Houston's gonna struggle this year, but I think the Lions are going to have some. The Lions are actually going to win three in a row. And things might actually look impressive in Detroit. At Chicago, at Soldier Field, we'll see if we have fans by this point. But the Lions have not fared well at Soldier Field. Chalk them up to a loss here. 20-13. Lions, the last two seasons, have lost at Soldier Field. Don't like their chances there. Green Bay at home, I'll give them a win here. I like The Lions have fared well against Green Bay in Detroit, but they have not fared well on the road against Green Bay. Give me Detroit 20, Green Bay 10. At Tennessee, this is another game that you would think Detroit would win, but remember, Tennessee made the AFC Championship game last year. 
chalk this up to a loss as well. Tennessee 31, Detroit 17. Don't like their chances there. Tampa. Tampa Bay. I like what Tampa has done this offseason. We'll see if it pans out. And we'll see where Tampa is at this point as well. So this prediction could change come December. But Tampa, right now I'm chalking this one off as a loss as well. Because Tampa, Tampa may have something to play for here. If they don't, this could be a win. If they do, it's going to be a loss. Tom Brady, never underestimate Tom Brady in December. Detroit could have their hands full here as well. Tampa Bay, 31. Detroit, 17. Minnesota at the end of the season, it depends on what Detroit is playing for. I'm going to chalk that up as a win. 31-24. Minnesota could have already wrapped the division up at this point. Minnesota could be out of the playoffs. Detroit could be playing for a playoff position. Detroit could be out. Maybe Detroit clinches a division. Who knows? It's, it's all up in the air because we still haven't seen this team play a game yet. We haven't seen any team. Well, scratch that. We've seen two teams play a game at this point. Kansas City and Houston. But still, one game out of... Uh, a lost preseason, and one game out of 256. So we just don't know at this point. Minnesota, I think Detroit wins this game in week 17. So we previewed 15 games. I'll be them brief, but we're previewing the Chicago Bears game here. now. Week 1, again, we still have not seen this team take the field. So again, we don't know what we are going to see. But, keys to the game. Three keys for Chicago and three keys for Detroit. Three keys for Detroit to win this game. Remember that Trubisky is starting. I called it. I might not have said it on this program, but I called it. Mitchell Trubisky was going to be the week one starter in Chicago. I just had a feeling, and that feeling was correct. Keep Trubisky in the pocket and make him throw. Trubisky can run, but not quite as much. Obviously not as much as Lamar or any of the great running quarterbacks. But Trubisky is prone to running. Keep Trubisky in the pocket. Two, don't let the Bears' defense intimidate you. Because that Bears' offense we saw last year didn't do a whole lot. Perhaps 20 points can win this game. So don't let the Bears' defense intimidate you. And three, let AP find the end zone. Because if AP finds the end zone, good things are going to happen in Detroit. So, contain Trubisky in the pocket. Don't let the Bears' defense intimidate you. Let AP find the end zone. Are my three keys to Detroit beating Chicago. My three keys to Chicago beating Detroit is win the turnover battle. You have a very good defense still. Your offense still is not quite there yet, but you have a very good defense. Win the turnover battle. Trubisky, find Allen Robinson, let Cohen run wild. If you can do that, if you can get the ball out of the pocket, then you have a solid chance at beating Detroit. Win the turnover battle, get the ball out of the pocket, 
and forced Stafford to, to run for his life. Because we've seen it before in Detroit where the offensive line has, kind of, has, has struggled. And Stafford has had to make some crazy runs and sidearm throws. If, again, I wish this, I kind of wish this simulcast was also on video because I'd show you that I'm throwing sidearm kind of like Stafford is. But that's that. those are your three keys. Get the ball out of the pocket, win the turnover battle, make Stafford run for his life. As far as this first game goes, I think Chicago and Detroit are going to both learn a lot about their team. I have Detroit beating Chicago 24-14. I think Trubisky is going to throw two picks. I think Stafford may throw one. I think Detroit may actually win this turnover battle and come out of the, their home opener without any fans in presence with a victory. By the way, if you're listening and you happen to see my cardboard cutout, take a picture and send it to me. Of course, at TomTV23 on Twitter, as well as at TomGreenPod on Twitter. If you happen to see my cardboard cutout in the stands, be sure to take a picture of it. Of course, Max Stiles says, got you. So, we'll see what happens about that. Lion, yes. Cardboard cutouts at Ford Field, because... The Lions are not allowing fans for the first two games of their, of their Ford Field season, and it's very understandable, so I bought a cardboard cutout. Hopefully you get to see it live. <laughs> Hopefully. So, that is your 16-game preview. I have the Lions finishing 8-8 eight and eight in this preview. I changed one game from my 256-game preview I had on the Locker Room Show on Wednesday. So... Going back to Edward Cruz's question, Lions division place, they're, they're probably going to be at the bottom half. Whether it be third, whether it be fourth, it just depends on what Chicago does. If Trubisky can get things figured out or they go to Foles and Foles has the season like he did in Philly back in 2017, it's possible that Chicago could perhaps get that sixth spot. So... Or seventh spot, that's right. That reminds me. There are seven playoff teams now in each division or each conference, rather than six. So Chicago could fear for that seventh spot if they can get the quarterback situation figured out. But for right now, I have the Lions finishing eight and eight, which usually means third or fourth place, dependent on the rest of the division. So to answer Edward's question, I will officially say fourth. I hope I'm wrong, though. I know that Lions fans that are listening to me are probably thinking this guy is way too pessimistic, but because I have not seen this team play a down, I don't know what to expect. So I'm going to I'm going to expect the worst but hope for the best. It's a good life motto. Expect the worst and hope for the best. And let's hope that perhaps I am wrong on this aspect and hope that Detroit finishes 12-4, and four, perhaps wins the division and gets a home playoff game for the first time in Ford Field history. That's right. The last time Lions fans have seen a home playoff game was back when the Lions played at the Pontiac Silverdome. It's been a long time. And it's probably not going to happen this year unless crazy things happen. And again, I hope 
that I am way wrong on that assessment. So, that is your Lions preview. If you have any questions for me on the Apple side of the podcast, be sure to drop them on my Twitter or Facebook or Insta or LinkedIn, TomTV23 at TomGreenPod. Let's hope that the Lions have a better season than what I predict. And next week we're going to have a Lions-Packers preview as normal on the Apple side of the Tom Green podcast. So for now, this has been the Tom Green podcast.